0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Bruce Irvin. Welcome back to another episode of the show. My guest today is Justin from Apollonia Pizza. We're going to talk pizza, Instagram, the LA pizza scene, all of that good stuff on this episode of the podcast. I'm excited to share it with you today. If you haven't yet, go check out our page, smartpizzamarketing.com. There you can see everything that we talk about on this podcast, All the show notes, all the archives from all of the old podcast episodes that we've done. This is episode number 273. So if you go over to our website, you're going to see 272 other podcast episodes that we've produced so far. With guys like Anthony Mangieri, Tony Gimignani, Anthony Falco, Frank, Pinello. So many good podcast episodes that we've already recorded and we have over there on our website. So go check it out. Uh, first, before we get into today's episode, I have to say thank you to the show sponsors for this show, Our Town America. Susan, specifically from Our Town America, has been a sponsor for a long time of the show. Susan helps you locate new movers who are in your area or who have recently moved into your area, and she helps you make them become customers of yours. She also has a new app. They have some new technology over there at Our Town America. They've always had a way for you to track exactly how many people come into your business so you know the ROI. But now they have a new app for the consumer. Their new resident will be able to download the Our Town Deals app and hold and redeem your welcoming gift on their phone. They can also connect with you directly on their app. Phone, website, directions, all of that good stuff is held right there in their mobile device that they can easily download. All of this included at no additional cost to you. It's still only about a dollar per household for you to locate a new mover in your area. So if you're looking for a hybrid marketing tool, direct mail for new customers, for new movers that converts on a digital platform, you better call Susan today. Uh, You can go find out more information on Susan. You can email her, susan at ourtown.net, or you can find information. All of our contact info over at smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash our town for more info on that. But tell us you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Also, if you need some help from us, go over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. That's our marketing platform. We can help you do your digital marketing. If you need some help, if you don't want to do it yourself or you're really just not sure, go check that out. We only work with one pizzeria per zip code. See if your zip code is available. We'll set up a time to chat. I'm excited for this episode. I've been following Justin on Instagram for a while at Apollonia's Pizza, and I have to say, his pizzas look phenomenal on Instagram. He does a really, really good job of curating his pizzas to make them look very appetizing and pizzas that I want to order right now, every time I look at his Instagram account. And on this episode, we talk about how he does that. He does have a background in photography, which helps, but he does explain on this episode how he takes his photos, and you're going to be surprised at how easy it actually is. So that's what we talk about. We also talk about his style of pizza, where he learned how to make pizza, and what he thinks of the LA pizza scene. So stick around for this episode of the show, and we'll see you on the other side. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Excited for my guest today. His name is Justin DeLeon from Apollonia's Pizzeria, co-founder with his wife. Justin, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm well, thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
0: So tell everybody how you got started in the pizza business. What do you got going on? How'd you get into this crazy business?
1: Well, when I was a kid at the age of 13, uh, my first job was at the uh, local pizzeria. Um, it was nothing, nothing fancy, just you know, a local spot with, uh, where uh, all my friends worked. So um, I grew up you know, in a pizzeria. It was a place to hang out whether I was working or not. Cause that's where my friends were. Um, and about the age of 20, I kind of, uh, went away from pizza and started to pursue, uh, what, what, what I was interested at the time, which was photography.
0: Really? Yes. That's why your Instagram photos look so good.
1: Yeah. I'm fortunate to, uh, be able to make pizzas and, uh, take some decent pictures. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Los Angeles.
0: So you're in Los Angeles now?
1: Yeah. Born and raised.
0: Nice. So what was the, yeah. is that pizzeria that you kind of went to as a kid still around?
1: It's around. It's changed hands a couple of times. Um, it's nowhere near what it used to be. Uh, you know, back then in the 80s, you know, it was a lot of bread, a lot of sauce, a lot of cheese. Yeah. Which we were cool back then. but totally. Today, you know, for that kind of pizza, it's really not something that, that we're trying to... Uh,
0: pursue it's so funny i was uh, i always talk about to people about this that like when you're a kid and you eat something or you have a memory and then you go back and you revisit that as an adult i don't know what happens like obviously you get your taste buds probably get a little bit more sophisticated but no matter what it is that you remember as a child whether it be like a twinkie or a pizza or something you ate and when you revisit that as an adult you're like what the hell was i thinking this is disgusting
1: yeah it's total uh you know, they say, you know, sometimes you never want to meet your idols, so they, they may not be who you want them to be. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's the same thing, you know. That pizza was best kept as a memory and not, you know.
0: <laughs> not revisited as an experience in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when did you first open your pizzeria you have now?
1: Uh, we opened almost eight years ago. Uh, me and my wife kind of just dove in. Um not really having the experience we should have had doing it, but um, as you're aware, you know, it's either do it or don't. Right. We can talk about it forever on uh, why we can't. and We went in, um, we got a pretty good response from the uh, the neighborhood that we're in. I'm fortunate to also work in the neighborhood that I grew up in and uh, live in as well. So to us, it's like I work and live in my neighborhood and my pizzeria is me. So when you come here, you get who I am and what I do.
0: What, what? So you were in photography. How long did you do that for?
1: I actually. I mean, it's it's still in my blood. It's still in my heart. Um, the thing about photography is, once it started going digital, it just wasn't. It wasn't for me. You know, I was foolish. I like to put my hands in the chemicals, which were you know not the wisest and All healthiest right. thing to do. But I mean. When you when you're taking photo and it's it's what you do and you don't do it for the money you do it because it's a way of your life you know you feel like you have to create, um, and things go digital. It's just like part of you just isn't able to create what you were once able to do before you know digital photography. Uh, right. so,
0: so at, that's when you decided to is that why you decided to open a pizzeria or how did that come about?
1: Well when I was doing photography, I was also helping out a friend and another pizzeria. Um, and my father was like, you know, why are you putting in so much work for someone else when you should be doing this for, for yourself? And it kind of opened my eyes. Like if I can do it for someone else and learn the do's and the don'ts on someone else's time, I should just do my own thing because I had that much experience behind me. So, you know, It was uh, the perfect time, the perfect place, uh, and we just decided to make it happen.
0: What style of pizza do you have where you are?
1: We don't really drop styles. I mean, if you're in LA and you see something that says New York style pizza, you probably don't want to pursue it. (laughs) So, I mean, like you know, they're round, it's a thin crust, twenty inches, um, but it's an East Coast influence. I mean. I don't like to really drop names and of places of, of where our food is inspired because it's not always truly, you know, a yeah. New York pizza or, you know, our squares aren't truly Detroit. So we really don't don't use uh, places to identify what we're doing.
0: So you just make your own, you, you get inspiration from other places, but you put your own spin on
1: it. Exactly.
0: Which I think a lot of, even the most, even places that call themselves a Detroit style pizza or. Uh, neapolitan or new york i don't think i think the majority of people do that they just put that title on themselves but they probably just get influenced by where they visited or the pizza that they like and they put their own spin on it but they just call it a new york style or a detroit style
1: yeah i just think it depends uh you know what you're doing and who you're trying to um market to um you know People always say, "Oh, is it wood fire burning? Is it wood fire burning?" It's like it doesn't really matter. if It's wood fire burning. It's what you have in front of you. It's not about the the tool. It's about the end product. So for us, it's it's about the end product, not necessarily the uh, the tools that we're using.
0: Who's the what's the clientele like in Los Angeles? Like, who are the people who are your customers or that would be your customers?
1: Actually, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, like at the right time, the right place for us is what really made made everything happen. When we're first uh, looking to open up a pizzeria. Uh, we wanted to go by the beach, and we're really excited. It was a really cool location. The architecture, everything was amazing. And I could see the beach from the shop, and uh, they passed up on our offer and went with a Thai restaurant, and I was just, like, totally devastated because it was, like, the perfect dream. Well, three or four years later, when I looked back, I thought, if that would have happened, we probably wouldn't have survived and the reason why we survive here is because what we do markets to the people in our neighborhood. Um, you know, we do have the gluten free, which um, is somewhat is very popular in Los Angeles. We do offer you know vegan, which is also very popular. But even our produce, our produce is all organic. So anything that we that we serve, we try to do the best within reason. Uh, I'm a father of a of a ten year old, and I always think to myself, like, what is it that I'm putting in her body? I just want to make sure anything that I'm creating, I'm I'm putting the best in within reason, you know, into someone's body rather than, you know, something full of pesticides or you know all, that heavy wax you usually see on tomatoes. So I'm just trying to make a real clean and um, simple product.
0: Where did you? What was the difference with that other location? Was it just different clientele or was it be more tourists or something?
1: Uh, It's a a different part of town. Uh, The economics are are slightly different. Um, I think some of the pizzas are like a third of the price of what I'm selling here. So, I mean, it's, and you probably get twice as much in weight. So there there is a big difference in the the economics and what, you know, people are looking to feed a family.
0: Right. And like, sometimes just people just shop on price depending on where the location is and what the competition is like around there. Exactly. What is, where did you learn how to make pizza? Uh,
1: At that one restaurant when I was 13, um, it's nowhere near what, what I was, what I'm doing today. Um, You know, to me, it's like I'm, I'm constantly learning every day, every batch of dough, every pizza. I'm just always trying to make something, something better. Um, better than I, than I did yesterday or the day before. So, so where do you it's, go it's for inspiration? Like, like,
0: like who inspires you or like, where do you go to research? Cause I live like, I'm the same way. Like I have three daughters myself and um, one of my daughters has a condition that is a digestive uh, condition and she has to eat certain things and she can't eat certain things. So what the, what the label says for the ingredients that she eats is very important to us. And I'm always looking for inspiration and in trying to figure out how to make dough at home. And how do these guys who like Falco or Mangieri, how do they make their own um, like uh, naturally leavened dough? And I'm doing some research. Like, where do you go to get research to kind of make the best product that you can? Or who inspires you to get better?
1: Uh, I mean, I think I'm inspired by my environment. You know, what's around me. I mean, that even with Instagram, it's like you know me being a you know having a photography background. It's like there's a lot that I can respond to. So whether it be, you know, a baker, it's like, let me pursue him for, you know, a week or two and, and see what his process is. Or let me follow another, uh, someone else that's making, uh, you know, a really beautiful pizza and see what their process is. And at the end of it all, it's like you take all these tools that are available and you try to make something that's your own.
0: Do you reach out to people like through Instagram to ask them questions and stuff?
1: I, I try, I really try not to. Really? What, what I have I want to be able to call my own um, even in terms of like baking I don't consider myself a baking but I've got a million questions about you know baking how to pursue crumb how to pursue crisp and I think I've gotten pretty far and am and, and somewhat successful in what I'm doing but there's a lot more that I like to uh, achieve and um, to me it means a lot more being able to say it's mine than like oh shoot someone dropped the answer and there it is it, it's it's fixed it's i'm not looking for that i'm looking i'm looking up to wake up tomorrow and make myself a better pizza
0: so you just trial and error
1: a lot of trial and error
0: wow that must be so time consuming like i mean like you must be how how many how many different batches of dough or how long do you spend in the test kitchen
1: uh i mean it's always one change at a time so i mean it's a really long process yeah and, um, I think maybe about a month or two ago, uh, I took a wrong turn and I just kept going and going and going <laughs> until I went off the cliff. But at the end of it all, it's like, Hey, you want to know what, now I know what happens when I go that way. So let me go back to square one and now let me try this way. So it's, you know, it's a day to day process. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's what keeps me awake at night, and it's a good thing because it makes me want to wake up early and start fresh the next morning. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, surprisingly, the answers come to you in your sleep and you're dreaming. You're like, hey, this makes sense. and uh, You know, you can't wait to start the next day.
0: got to like, get a little notebook next to your bed so that way you don't forget. That's what happens to me. I always have a good idea, and then I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll remember that in the morning, and then I never remember it.
1: And it was the perfect idea, right? Yeah,
0: it's always the perfect idea. It's always the best yeah. idea in the world, the perfect idea, and I just forget it. So, what was that? What was that? Was it? Do your customers notice the change in like your product, or is it something that you're trying to create that's you're not selling yet that you're testing and then waiting it for it to be good before you sell it, or do you just kind of test on the fly?
1: I test on the fly. Um, you know, it's always one step at a time, so it's not going to really be dramatically different, and. Um, it's never so bad where I can't serve it. I mean, I take a lot of pride in what I'm doing. If there's been, you know, when we first opened up, and the dough is bad. I would just shut the door and be like, I can't, I can't sell this. Like, really? If I can't sell it and sleep at night with a clean conscience, I won't do it. Yeah. So, but I mean, getting this far, you kind of know, you know, maybe uh, it didn't rise as much as it should have, it didn't brown as much as it should have, or it's running too fast. So it's just, you know, learning along the way, but knowing, knowing when to cut your uh, your losses.
0: That's hard for a lot of people to do. A lot of people wouldn't be able to do that, wouldn't be able to, and I'm not saying that they, they'll sell a bad product, but if it's not 100% perfect, they definitely wouldn't shut the door and not open that day. That'd be very hard for people to do. Oh, yeah. Like that's takes I mean, a certain type of look, individual.
1: At the same time, it's hard to defend, you know, a uh, subpar product. So, yeah. Like, how, how are you going to do that?
0: I think people just try to try to like, hopefully no one will notice, right? But, but I think that's what separates the people who are known for having a superior product versus just someone who just sells pizza and is just an average pizza place.
1: Oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I think one thing I learned very early on, and that was even before doing pizza when I was taking pictures, the hardest thing to do is step outside of your body or step outside of your person and look from the outside and, and truly evaluate what you're doing. You know, most people make a pizza and they're like, oh, my God, my pizza's awesome. And it could be, you know, a home cook or, you know, someone in business. But it's like, you got to be able to step out and be honest. Like, if it's subpar, you got to say it's subpar. Yeah. If it's, you know, if it's great, well, you know, you're on the right path. But, it's, you know, the journey's not over. So stepping out and truly evaluating what you're doing, I think, will get you a lot harder than just patting your own back
0: and how do you evaluate if your pizza is good or not like how do you who evaluates that and how do you evaluate it
1: i mean you can evaluate with like being honest like don't say oh it's my pizza it's great like truly like you know what what is it that you're eating you know there's days where i know like this still sucks you know there's no flavor <laughs> and you know we have a lot of challenges with where we're at because we're like stuck right in the middle of a metro construction so there's days where our streets will be closed all around me and i'm like Great, this is supposed to be my busy lunch Friday and no one can get to me and I'm stuck with all this dough. So we gotta kinda always like juggle. Are we gonna be busy on Tuesday or we be busy on Wednesday? And if we're not, you know, we gotta kind of make some dough that's got some leeway. Like, you know, it can go five days, but the same day I can pull it out and leave it out for two days and you know, it's it's just juggling to make it work.
0: Do you have a set recipe for your product, or is it kind of uh, adjust with what's happening with the flour or the season or what's happening around? It's you? pretty.
1: It's pretty fixed. I mean, we're fortunate to be pretty consistent in our in our kitchen. Um, you know, we're anywhere from sixty five to seventy five, just depending on. You know, right now in the morning it's a little chilly. Yeah, but usually, you know, I'll do dough in the morning and then someone will cut it at night. So the temperature is pretty consistent throughout.
0: You're lucky. There's a lot of, like, yeah. L.A.'s got great weather for that. It's pretty, like, dry and consistent weather all year round. There's no huge swings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine any other way. We're uh, pretty lucky
0: here. Yeah, like, around here where I am in Boston, like, it's 20 degrees today, and then in August it'll be 90 with 80% humidity. Yeah. Super dry here. So it's like it's like your environment dictates how you make the product drastically here versus, like, in the, you know, the Los Angeles area where you are with weather what is pretty consistent.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, bakers, you know, they're always like, you know, into the grabs and your know, weight and it's like, nothing changes. I've got a bucket. It's got a line. I fill it up and it's always the same. Nothing, nothing changes. I'm pretty
0: fortunate. Nice. What kind of, so what kind of pizzeria do you have? Is it a sit down with wait staff or is it a takeout or delivery?
1: We've actually, uh, it's counter service, uh, about twenty-five chairs, mostly takeout. Um, we do our square slices on Fridays and the weekends, and that's more of the uh, the popular times. And uh, I mean, it does get a little crowded for for lunch once we bring the squares out.
0: Those are the most popular item on your menu.
1: Not the most popular, but they do bring a lot of you know a lot of energy.
0: Excellent. Where, so, do you ever compete at like the? Do you ever go to the Pizza Expo or anything like that?
1: I do go to the expo. Um, I don't compete. Uh, last year, I was fortunate to work with uh, King Arthur, uh, doing a demo there. Uh, I'll be with them again this year. Uh, I'm actually really excited this year. I'll be doing a collaboration with uh, Angelo from uh, a s Fine Foods out in uh, Whitehouse. Okay, yeah. So, um, and maybe a few other things are in the works for the Pizza Expo. But I, I usually do demos, not necessarily compete.
0: Do you go all, like, the whole time, all three days, or are you just there for one day and come do your thing and you're out?
1: Oh, no. I mean, being so close to uh, to Vegas, uh, it's usually uh, the boys' trip. So uh, I've got (laughs) another friend that's got a pizzeria, and every year, you know, it started off as a two- or three-day trip. I think now we're at, like, five to six days just because, you know, being involved with the the demos and everything, the, the trip is starting to get bigger and bigger, but you know, it's nice to do something that exciting and, and be able to it work.
0: Yeah, exactly. especially like the, the pizza expo in Vegas is a great show. There's so much going on and there's so many people to, to, to say hello to and network with. And like, you can learn a whole bunch of different things at the expo that you wouldn't be able to learn just sitting in your restaurant all the time by yourself.
1: I mean, and honestly, like I got to give the expo a lot of credit. Um, uh, We've been going. I think uh, you know, open eight years. I think we maybe gone six or seven times. And my wife would always be like, "Why do you have to go? You went last year." Yeah, well, mine is the same year, thing too. Yeah, every year I made sure I brought back one thing that made myself better. Uh, you know, and years ago it was like you know the concept of hydration or you know starter. And um, once my wife saw, there was something to be made from going, she actually now welcomes it. and uh, every year, you know, something better and better comes out of us going to the expo. So it's something that we really do uh, enjoy to uh,
0: frequent. What What's changed for you over, so you've been open eight years now, like what's changed for you over the years? Is your business kind of the same as when you opened or what's changed over those eight years?
1: Actually, what's changed is I think I've simplified what I do. You know, before yeah, you know, everyone's able going to have this big old giant menu and, and try to pr- try to make everyone happy. Well, I think now that I've created something that I can appreciate, I'd rather sell what makes me happy than sell a lot of things that don't make me happy. So it's our menus become a lot more simpler. When we first started out, we were selling like uh, rattlesnake sausages, uh, alligator sausage and they created a good buzz but it's like it wasn't exciting to me yeah and once you know our clock became uh, much stronger there was a lot more pride in what i was doing you know with my dough and, and the pizzas themselves versus you know a, a simple sausage so you know we dropped sausages and it's just i'm really trying to simplify what i'm doing and, and just make something really strong versus a lot of mediocre
0: how long was it in the process before you decided to do that? How many years in? What's that? That you decided to simplify your menu and drop some stuff.
1: Uh, I would say in the past year or two, I've really started to cut um, a lot of items.
0: What's the reception been like from the customer base?
1: Um, some, pe- some people aren't happy, but I mean, I can't make everyone happy. Yeah. And and if I'm in business, I'm in business make myself happy you know at the the end of it all I want to I want to die a happy man not a uh, not a person that was you know bullied by customers and in the end it's like there was nothing left for me to take you know and smile with so I mean at this point it's like I do it because it makes me happy and if you can appreciate what I'm doing you know experience the journey with us if not then maybe this isn't the place for you
0: did you explain that to customers, or did you just kind of do it? And then, if they asked you, you explained it.
1: I explain it to them. You know, it's not. It's not something. You know, there's always someone that wants it their way. Yeah. Well, you know, I can be honest and say, well, this isn't that place. I'll I'll let you know. So what else I do do it, but I'm I'm not that place. I think a lot of
0: uh, business owners have a hard time with that. They have a hard time with. Especially like the process that you went through, like they do have big menus and they're they have a hard time with letting go of stuff. They think that, you know, if this item that is on my menu sells, you know, people are going to be mad. They're going to go somewhere else, and I'm going to lose customers. So I'm just going to continue to make it, even though I don't really want to. Um, I, I think a lot of people are in that position. It sounds like you just decided to like, you know, what I don't care. Not that I don't care about the customer, but I want to do the things I want to do, and attract the people who are into that product versus just making stuff to make stuff?
1: I mean, I think if you, if you stay genuine and honest, it'll take care of itself. I mean, like you said, yes, I have lost customers because I don't have you know this product or that product anymore. But in the end, it's like I gained two or three more because someone can appreciate the honest and good work that I'm putting into my pizza. And I'm here to sell pizza not, you not know, side dishes right. in the end. So that's... That's what puts me to sleep with a smile.
0: What do you do to attract customers? Do you do any marketing, or is it? I know you do. You're very active on Instagram. Is that your number one platform that you use to try to grow the business?
1: Right now, it is. You know, Instagram works pretty well for us. At the same time, you know, live by the sword, you die by the sword. (laughs) Um, If someone if someone posts something that I'm not aware of, and you know, Tuesdays are usually my slow day where I'm in the kitchen alone and I'm doing prep and someone posts something and I'm not ready, it's like, I'm buried. Really? So you can't always control your own destiny. You know, it just takes, you know, one post or someone's review and your whole day, your whole weekend, everything changes and you may not be ready for it. What's the... uh, Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. In terms of uh, other marketing, before we had uh, Instagram or before, you know, that was our main focus. Our only marketing that I would ever do would be a. Um, we used to make these really cool. Uh, what is it? Uh, like five and a half by seventeen-inch menus. Yeah. Really, you know, really nice, but not so much glossy, but very impressive door hanger. And we uh, we would we would market those door to door with our own staff. And when people would get home, these menus would be so large. They're beautiful. That you know, oh whether you wanted to or not, you had to deal with it because it was so big and sure <laughs> on your door that when we put those out within two weeks, we were plus hundred percent in business.
0: Wow, was that but recently it was
1: never a coupon, it was always just a menu.
0: Was that recent that you did that?
1: I haven't done it probably in about three or four years, just because I mean we're busier and busier now. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready for like a hundred percent increase. In two weeks, with you know what we're doing
0: now. So this was a, just a really well designed five by ten door hanger. You said
1: five by seventeen, half tabloid size. Really Oh wow! Big.
0: So it's huge for yeah. a door hanger. Yeah, yeah. Wow! So that's good. So you're are you a designer in background? Like do you do you do the design work for your the, the Would you do the design work for those flyers?
1: Actually, we had a designer that we worked with, and uh, he would put those together. And we would just update them every so often or, you know, change it with the, with the season. So when, when people would get home, they would know, oh, there's a, there's a new menu out from Apollonia. So it wasn't always the same redundant menu.
0: Yeah. And what about the photos that you take on Instagram? Do you take those?
1: Those are all my photos, yeah.
0: What, do you, what goes in? Because I'm fascinated because I love photos. Obviously, I love photos of pizza. Um, but the photos that you take on Instagram are amazing. Do you, how do you take those? Like, What's your process?
1: It's simple. It's just my iPhone and a uh, window light.
0: Seriously, that's all you do?
1: That's all it is.
0: That's unbelievable. Do you use any apps or anything to touch it up, or is it all just a natural photo?
1: No, I mean, I do use I do use Snapseed because, I mean, when, when you shoot, I mean, it's not as, as sharp as it should be. The colors can shift, um, especially with a window light. I mean, you can, the window light is usually blue, so the, there has to be some correction to make it look yeah. you know, as is. But I, I do wish I could shoot on film, but that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, the, the photos are amazing. So you just take the pizza or whatever it is your photo, bring it over to a table in front of a window, go over it, and snap a photo? That's it. Wow. How come it's so hard for people to grasp that? I feel like it. you, you make it sound so easy.
1: I think the thing with photography and, like, the average person is people are really afraid. to Like, you got you to gotta ask yourself, what is it that you're seeing? You know, what is it that you're responding to? And once you can acknowledge that and see, oh, I'm looking at the crumb, then walk up to the crumb, get into the crumb and shoot it. People are really afraid to get into intimate spaces. And if you look at my photos, it's like they're intimate spaces of uh, slices or pizzas. So it's like really getting in there and shooting what you're seeing and make, just keeping it simple, not, you know, oh, let me try to use a bunch of props. It's, to me, it's just about simplicity.
0: Yeah, I don't like props in photos. I feel like it looks too advertise
1: Yeah, I mean, like, let's be realistic. Who has a tomato sitting next to a slice of pizza with, you know, an onion cut open and basil leaves? It's like, that's not the real world.
0: Yeah, I feel like the most, um, the photos that work the best on social, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or any social platform, are the ones that, you know, obviously they look nice, but there's no logos over them or props in the background. They just look like it's a piece of pizza, you know, like on a plate or wherever it is. Na- in it's natural setting in yeah. clear.
1: Well, with something like that, it's like, you know, you ask yourself, who's going to respond to it? If it has a logo, it's a very selective market. Yeah. If there is no logo, you have a much more open audience where anyone can say, Oh, like, oh I want that picture on my, on my wall or I want that picture on my menu. There's a bigger crowd when it's a more of a. You're looking for more of a universal audience than just a selected few. How,
0: how have you been on Instagram for a while?
1: Uh, maybe five years.
0: Okay, so you for a little bit. Yeah, have you been like really active on there for five years?
1: I haven't been as active as I should be. I've been more active in the kitchen lately with dough. So, you know, my wife's like, "Why haven't you posted lately, Well, I've been making a lot more dough hands on myself than, uh, passing it off to someone else. So I don't post as much as I used to, but you know, I try to get to what I can.
0: Yeah. I you're, um, is there a strategy when it comes to like, uh, I'm going to take a picture of these things this week or a plan, or is it just like this pizza came out great. I want to take a picture of it and share it.
1: It was usually like, okay, Friday lunch is coming up. Let me promote, you know, the Friday lunch for the squares now the word's pretty much out there where I don't need to do that as much, but you know, part of what makes me happy is like still taking pictures of, you know, pizza. That's the only model that I do have at the moment. So yeah, it keeps me happy.
0: Do a lot of your customers take pictures of your pizza? They do. Do you ever use it Like share any of theirs or use any of theirs?
1: Actually, it's funny. I just sent out a, um, promo for an event i'm doing and uh i had to use john arena's uh photo he took of me as my uh portrait for my bio
0: <laughs> that's funny
1: so yeah
0: where did you meet him
1: so uh i mean I've, I've met john through his place for the pizza expo okay. He was in here not too long ago so i mean john's a great guy he reaches out and you know kind of uh Gives everyone that motivational push we all need to to keep fighting forward.
0: Yeah, John's a great dude. Yeah. His place Metro Pizza in Las Vegas is really well is really good too.
1: Yeah, actually we were able to uh work there for a day last year before the Pizza Expo and Prep. So John's an awesome guy and you know, just wants the best for all of us.
0: Yeah, the community the pizza community is amazing. It's, I was talking to somebody else on a podcast the other day that it's like one of the only communities based around a certain food type that everybody kind of comes together and helps each other out. Yeah. Now awesome. they do like 20 years ago. It wasn't like that. Everybody hid everything from everyone.
1: I mean, yeah, even LA, I mean, five years ago it was pretty small. Now, I mean, it's growing and stronger. So like every, everyone does come together. and Supports, you know, what we're all doing.
0: Do you eat pizza out at any other restaurants or you just eat your own pizza?
1: Uh, I do eat out, uh, but I, I try to eat a lot of, you know, a lot of everything, you know, but I do eat pizza frequently on uh 4th of July. I did have that pizza from our, uh, neighborhood pizzeria where I grew up on 4th of July. And, um, uh, it just, well, what I can, I do.
0: Yeah. Do you, what is there, do you have a favorite spot other than your own around there?
1: Uh Pitana's awesome. Uh Daniela, he he makes a really good pie here in LA. Uh, of course Mota is, is an amazing spot. Yep. You know, we're pretty fortunate to have, you know, two really high caliber spots here in LA.
0: Yeah, LA's got a good pizza scene. Yeah. It's growing. Yeah. That's awesome. Um Justin, it was awesome talking to you. Where can people go follow you if they want to go follow you on Instagram or they want to visit you if they're in Los Angeles, where can they get a hold of you?
1: Sure. Uh Pizza shop is located at 5176 Wilshire Boulevard on the Miracle Mile. And our Instagram is at Apollonia's Pizza.
0: Great Instagram photos. If you want to get some uh, ideas or inspiration on what you should be taking for photos for pizza, definitely go check out Apollonia's Pizza on Instagram. It's, It's a great collage of pizza over there. Justin, thank you so much for taking the time out and joining me on the podcast. It was awesome talking to you, my friend.
1: Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.
0: Well, thanks to Justin for joining me on the podcast. Appreciate that. Go follow Justin on Instagram at Apollonia's Pizza. If you missed anything or you're working, don't worry. We took all the show notes for you on this episode. Head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. Type in either Apollonia or Justin, and this episode will pop up. And uh, you can get all those links for his website. Go check him out on Instagram. Highly suggest you follow him for some inspiration when it comes to taking photos of pizza. He does a great job at that. Uh, one announcement for the show, if you are in the San Diego area or you would like to go to Social Media Marketing World, the uh, March 1st, I believe it is, March 1st through the 3rd, uh, why not go to San Diego, hang out in the nice weather, and then come see me at Social Media Marketing World 2020. Not only will you see me at Social Media Marketing World 2020, but you'll see 150 other phenomenal speakers talking about amazing topics in marketing that we all need to know, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, local business marketing, video marketing, podcasting, anything that you could possibly think of to market your local business, they have a topic from a great speaker talking about that topic in a session that you could attend. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash SMMW20 if you want to get tickets. And here's the thing even if you can't make it out to San Diego. But, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to San Diego in March? Especially if you're like me and you live in Boston or New England or North Shore area or East Coast, Upper East Coast. I mean, that's amazing. They do have a virtual ticket, which is a quarter of the price, and you can get all of those sessions on your desktop or laptop or phone and listen to them while you're working. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash SMMW20 to purchase... Your tickets, if you want. If you don't, don't. That's fine by me too. Also, I'll be heading over to the Pizza Expo this year, hanging out at the Forts of Forney booth. Those guys are sponsors of the podcast, and I truly appreciate that. We'll be doing some interviews. If you want to hang out with me at the Forts of Forney booth on Tuesday uh, for the show, Shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Looking for some people to talk to. I have a couple spo- spots open. So if you want to hang out with me, talk, chat pizza, chat business, hang out with the guys at Fort Forney Booth, shoot me a message. Maybe you can join me for a podcast episode on that day. Uh, I think that's it, guys. If you need some help with your, mas- uh, with, our, with your marketing, check out our mastermind group or our marketing platform. All of that you can find over at smartpizzamarketing.com. You can follow me, connect with me on Instagram at TheBruceIrving and also at Marketing, And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you want, check out our local business podcast. There's some great episodes free that you can listen to over there as well. That's it, guys. Hope you have a tremendous week. We'll see you on the next one.